Do you work at a job where you're constantly tormented by the things that you hear people do and say? Are you constantly tormented because you know the way of God and they don't know the way of God? This was a situation with Abraham's nephew Lot. And we read in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. We who belong to God are often a little bit like babies. We basically love everyone, and we want to be around them. Jesus says, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We certainly want to be harmless, but we need to be wise. This world is exceedingly evil. It's commonplace today for unmarried people to live and have sex with each other outside of marriage and to be approved. It's commonplace for divorced women to remarry going against Scripture. It's commonplace at this period of time, at least in the United States, for lesbians and homosexuals to rise up together and other perverters of sex to rise up together and join forces and demand their rights. Not long ago, I saw a headline on CNN, and it said some, there was some senator or congressman that had done something and lost the support of his constituency. And he said, well, in the next election, he was going to try to have the support of the gay and lesbian group. He was actively going after their support. As we have seen various people protest in the streets and demand their rights, we're going to start seeing more and more, in the United States at least, of homosexuals and lesbians and other sexual perverts. We're going to see more of that demanding their rights. I've been currently reading a secular book about the time of Hitler. It was written by, by Schreier, William Schreier, who was a CBS newsman at that time in Germany. And throughout the book, he speaks of homosexuals, and he calls them sexual perverts. We wouldn't see that today in books, secular books. We would not see homosexuals called sexual perverts. But in the 1940s, it was common for them to be called sexual perverts. Today, they are demanding to be accepted with everyone else. We who know the Bible know the following truths. Verse 26 of Romans chapter 1. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. 
For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. In the sight of God, they perform vile affections, according to what we read in the Bible. We side with the Bible, which we know to be inspired by God and truth. This doesn't mean we have to get out of the street and protest against homosexuals and lesbians, God forbid. We are to live on this earth in peace, without spot and blameless. But neither do we go along when we are forced to answer, do you support homosexuals and lesbians? I was shockingly asked this question not long ago. And I said, oh, no, I don't think so. And then I sent that person a podcast entitled, Homosexuals, Lesbians, What the Bible Says. We want to deal with this in so much as we possibly can in a peaceful way. But I can tell you that we will be vexed if we put ourselves around homosexuals, lesbians, and other people of the world who are going in the way of the world. Sex outside of marriage and things like that. We, as godly people, will be vexed just as Lot was vexed by the filthy conversation of the wicked. Conversation also means the word the conversation means way of life, by the filthy way of life of the people. And it is getting worse and worse. God will destroy this earth, and maybe even sooner than we think, because I think the sins of this present world far exceed what most of us picture. I got a rather strong view when this woman asked me if I supported homosexuals and lesbians. They have their parades now. They have little flags and they wave them and they have their own congressman supporting them. It's growing. It's getting bigger it's surrounding us more and more. The time will come when the wickedness gets so strong in the nostrils of God that the end will come. When the cup of iniquity is full, the end will come. If you were in Sodom when it was destroyed, you would be destroyed. We just can't do it. God makes a way of escape for us. Are you aware of the way of escape? If you're troubled, if you're troubled by people in your neighborhood, if you're troubled by people at your workplace, if you hear 
what they say and you're troubled by what they say because you know it is so ungodly. If you're troubled constantly and vexed by them, I'm sure God has a way of escape for you, just like he had a way of escape for Lot. You may not be aware of the doors that open for you whereby you can escape them, but you should start praying and asking God, if you are troubled, asking God to show you what to do where you can escape. For God doesn't want you to be destroyed as a godly person. And you may have the misconception that by staying with them, you're going to save them. I don't believe you're right. I think you should study the story of Lot. Lot lived in one of the most wicked places on the face of the earth. In every quarter, there were homosexuals who came out to try to have sex with the two visitors that were in Lot's house. And they were demanding that Lot turn those two men over to them so they could have sex with them from every quarter of the city of Sodom. And yet Lot lived there. Why did Lot live in Sodom? The whole land was before him. He could have gone anywhere. Why did he live in Sodom? Why did he choose to live in Sodom? It tells us in the Bible. Genesis chapter 13. Lot and Abraham were living in the same location, but they had so much cattle that they couldn't, the land wouldn't support them to live together. And the herdsmen were fighting with each other, and Abraham said to Lot, Let's don't fight, we're brothers. You choose the land you want and live there, and I will go to the other side and live there. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld, all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt which cometh out unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and separated. they separated themselves one from the other, Abraham and Lot. Abraham dwelt in the land, land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. It was pretty. It was desirable to our flesh. And he wanted to go that direction. Verse 13 of Genesis chapter 13 but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Think of San Francisco. Think of how attractive it is. Think of the wickedness that is attracted to that beauty. You may be attracted to some form of prestige at your job or beauty or possibility of gain or something like that, that has lured you that way. But it is evil there. If you are godly, 
God will make a way for you to escape. And you will need to go that way. It may cost you something. I basically had to give up everything in order to stay godly. Because there was so much ungodliness around me in the church groups. I had to leave churches. I had to speak the word of God even when they put me off radio for speaking the word of God. But it's worth it. What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And look what happened a lot as a result of choosing Sodom. His wife lusted after Sodom. And when the angels moved them out of Sodom, she looked back longingly on Sodom and she was turned into a pillar of salt. That longing for those beautiful things and the prestige and to be with those wicked people. You want to be with wicked people? You can't stand them and you know you can't. A godly person cannot stand being with the wicked. Some of you are with wicked people in churches. And they grieve you all the time. They grieve you and they vex you. Because you know the way of God. And you know they're not going in the way of God. And you know they won't go in the way of God. Because you have shared the way of God with them. And they won't give up their own way. You mustn't stay with those people. Use this as an, as an example. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. It's already moving rapidly toward getting worse. This simply means judgment will come soon. And when God brings all his plagues upon this earth, there are 14 plagues, and when the heavens and the earth shake and the earth is moved out of its place before Jesus comes, you don't want to be with the wicked because when they go down, you'll go down with them. You think you won't, but you will. So be warned. Take this story of Lot and look at it, Genesis 19, and study it and think about it and pray and ask God if you are troubled in your neighborhood or if you are troubled at work, ask God to deliver you. Ask God to show you the way to escape and then be aware of his way. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, start at verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, 
and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. The Apostle Peter talked to us in Second Peter chapter 3 concerning the day of the Lord and concerning the, the end of this world when God destroys this present earth and heaven. And he told us how we should live seeing these things are coming. Turn to Second Peter chapter 3. Start at verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, Look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. You cannot be in peace when you are constantly troubled by those things that they are saying at your workplace or in your neighborhood. You just can't be in peace with those people. You will have to turn to God to find out exactly what to do, but you cannot live in peace with them. In the situation like that, what I usually do is just pray for God to deliver me, and then he delivers me. But you may have to leave that job, and you may have to even move to another area. And you may have to take a lesser job, less prestige, less money even. But you, you can live in such peace and comfort with less. And mainly it's keeping yourself without spot and blameless. You have to do things which keep you in peace when you have the Word of God inside you. And they do not. It's light and darkness. You just can't live with them. You can't live with them at churches where they're going against Scripture. And you can't live with them in the world. That's why he said, Come out and be ye separate. And touch not the unclean. And I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters. We live in peace, we live in joy, but you cannot live in either peace or joy when you hear the evil things that they say, say and you see the evil things that they do.
Pam Padgett worked as a um, computer programmer at FedEx for a great many years. One day she said she went into a room where a woman was talking on the phone to a man who works in Maine, and he announced himself as being homosexual. And Pam said this woman said to him, well, tell me about your partner. And Pam just turned and walked out of the room. It wasn't very long until God told her, this is not your peace. This place is not your peace. Leave. She took an early retirement from FedEx, and she suffered great loss of money. But we do so well right now. I live in Pam's house, and we have everything we need and then some. There is no need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Well, if you have any want in your life, somehow you're not following God. Because when you're following God, he will put you beside green pastures where there's plenty of food and still waters where there's plenty of fresh water. If you feel deprived right now and that things are drying up, start praying, asking God to help you to see the way to go. Because if your field is dry, drying up and you're doing nothing but just sitting there in it, this should be a warning to you. Ask God to put you into the exact place where he wants you. We even have a promise in Acts chapter 17 telling us that he puts us in the times that we will live there and in the exact places where we will live. I'm quoting from the New International Version, the original transcription. But I believe this is true. Go with God. Before all of this breaks loose, let him put you into the right place for you to weather the storm. Let's look at Psalm 1 for a moment. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law, in his law, doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. When you do that, when you are meditating in the word of God, the word that's given to you by the Holy Spirit, and you go that direction, and you keep going that direction, and you meditate in other scriptures given to you by the Holy Spirit, and you keep going that direction, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It's not going to be easy to shake you. And you're drawing constantly from those rivers of water, which are scriptures. You're not drawing from the counsel of the ungodly. You're not running to the ungodly people and asking them what you should do. You're not standing in the way of sinners where you're constantly looking and seeing what they're doing. 
and you're not sitting in the seat of the scornful. But your delight is in the law of the Lord, the scriptures. And in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. These things we see happening to the people of this world. You're going to have the things you need and be at the place where you can avoid a great many of these pestilences, plagues, and problems when you're following God. And whatsoever you do will prosper because you're following God. I'm quite sure there are people listening to this today who are in the wrong jobs, who are constantly tormented. Well, pray and ask God to deliver you. Or you have neighbors who are homosexuals or lesbians or uh, are committing adultery, fornication, all of the ways of the world. And some of, some of them are even church people. Most of them are going to be church people, I think. Church goers, shall I say. For you can be a homosexual and find a church that will take you in and approve you. The Catholic will. I heard that Pope say, well, I don't see anything wrong with being a homosexual. I screamed at the TV, what about the Bible? A recent encounter that I've had where a woman asked me, would I support homosexuals and lesbians? And I said, oh, no, I don't think so. She's a Catholic and faithfully, I think, supports her Catholic church and lives as, a, I think, a lesbian. By her questions, I'm just pretty sure she's a lesbian. So you're going to find many people that go to some form of church and they are committing adultery, fornication, lesbian, homosexual, and that's how they're living. If you are of God, you won't be able to stand that. You won't be able to stand it at work. You will be like Lot, vexed day and night by the filthy conversation of the wicked. Peter tells us to work that we will live in peace without spot and blameless. So turn to God and ask him to deliver you and trust him to make a way of escape for you. And then when you see the door open for escape, go that way. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.